Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, basically, 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 we had the go home episode of AW Dynamite tonight or last night if you're watching this the next day. Yeah, uh, and Wednesday I thought night. it was a super solid episode. It was a fun show. Next week, Dynamite is going to be on a special day and time because they got sports happening instead mm-hmm. on the, mm-hmm. the typical time slot. And so when they announced the lineup for next week, it's just really, really thin, verging on an episode of Dark, basically, episode of Dynamite. And so a lot of what we got this week is uh, felt very, very much like you know the the big uh, uh, penultimate you know event before the big event, which is Double or Nothing coming up in two weeks. Uh, I mean, like even in advance of the show, they said they were going to announce the entire um, Double or Nothing card. Mm-hmm, tonight, yeah, which again lends credence to the idea this is more or less the de facto uh, go home show. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a couple of segments that might. You know, I don't think it's going to change uh, any math in terms of predictions, but in terms of uh, solidifying things one way or the other, like they have uh, Sheeta's celebration. Which Britt will attack and Sheeta will get the upper hand on. Yeah. And then they're having, I think, some sort of celebration for their circle in case they have to break up. Oh, yeah. Which okay, Pinnacle yeah. will crash, beat yeah. them up. <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, Miro's defend the TNT title against Dante Martin. Which is silly as can be. <laughs> oh, he's going to destroy him. No, he's he's going to completely destroy him. I mean, it's look, it's a very, it's a minor thing. Everybody does the WWE does that kind of stuff where it's like, well, he has a title match, a double or nothing against Lance Archer. That's a big deal, and he's also going to have it. But I mean, that's his hubris saying, "Oh, I'm going to kill this guy 
and you know I'm so arrogant that I also have this double or nothing match. Uh, mm-hmm. So at least they're at least they're kayfabing it, um, but uh, but yeah no I thought the only match and and I don't believe for a second. Oh no, actually that's not true. The weigh in, which is probably going to main oh, event yeah. next week. Yeah, the yeah. weigh in might a lot might give me some, and I'm I'll be honest, I'm willing to. Well, oh boy, I don't know. We'll see. The weigh in between Cody and a go go next week might help, but I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt that it's going to help. I think that, you know, Gogo cut this really great promo that was on social media. I don't believe. Did that make its way to Dark? Was that on Dark first? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That okay. I don't know. Maybe somebody in chat will let us know. I watched the majority of Dark, and I didn't notice it. Um, But on Dynamite anyways, they are presenting a go-go kind of in the way that Cody wants him to be presented seemingly mm-hmm. in this story mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. an incredibly violent person uh, who is doing things like, you know, trying to desecrate the American flag by just sort of throwing it up in the air. And Cody looks ridiculous trying to, like, grab it as it, like, floats Reach to the, backwards, yeah. Yeah, he looks so awkward and stuff. It's like that that catch that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reach back behind him and catch the ball with one hand. That's right. essentially what Cody had to do, yes. And so, uh, and so I get the feeling that the weigh-in is going to be more the same. There's no hint mm-hmm. of irony with Cody. You know, there's no hint that a Go-Go's promo where he talks about Americans not having health care uh, is, oh, hey, I'm trying to say something here. No, this is evil foreign heel, anti-American foreign heel, I should say, versus the American dream. You have JR on commentary. Oh, man. Oh, wow, I love that promo. Oh, proud to be American. Love America. So I kind of feel like unless Cody is really trying to to put over, unless this is the first half of Rocky IV where Cody is playing uh, Apollo Creed, um, I feel, and he's going to put Drago over a go-go, I feel like, Cody's going to win a double or nothing. I don't have a lot yeah, of confidence. Because here's that. the thing, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. If, well, I was gonna say you don't, you don't bust out the American Dream part of it in the first act, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so that's something you, that's some, that's the inspiring moment you go to, you know, discover, or decide to do in the second act, and then yeah. you know, going into the the climax. So I get the feeling. Okay, so Flat says it was on one of the darks. Okay, it All was right. on elevation. He thinks. Okay, thank you. Um, so I just, I, I, you know, I'm not sure how much the weigh in will really affect that, but everything else and look, I'll, you know, I say this with supreme confidence, knowing full well that at predictions, I'm lucky if I get like 60% right, you know? Um, so I say this, these kind of things with confidence, but I pretty much know my picks. I don't need to watch next week's dynamite. And that's sort of the point of tonight. Do you know your pick for the Casino Battle Royal? Christian Cage. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to kill my soul, but it's Christian Cage. You don't think that uh, Will Hobbs might, might eliminate him to, to get some uh, measure of uh, no. come up it's against Cage, no. uh, Christian Cage, for uh, beating him a couple weeks back? No. 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 If, if look, this, this, he's in this match because Ricky Starks got injured. And, yeah. And that was going to, that was going to be the match. Um, yeah, I know. And the Christian was going to win that. But then, you know, if, if, they already had plans for someone to win the battle royal before all that went down. Mm-hmm. You think they change all that just to give Christian the win? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's the kind of thing where, look, 
it could be this. Christian wins, has a big match against because he gets a title shot. I think mm-hmm. he gets his match against Kenny, and Team Taz screws him there. You know, um, they, they could do that any number of ways. Uh, I mean, he already confronted Kenny once. I don't yeah. think that's the kind of thing that their plans are so in place. I mean, we saw how it happened with like Scorpio Sky, for example, with the with the Sonic thing. He had his title match, and yeah, that was the moment where he realized, oh, being a bad guy is fun. But it wasn't necessary. It was basically no, he, he no. got the he got the big Sonic ring, and then he had the title match literally that week, and then and that, and that was, was it. it. Yeah, that was I know, it. I know. They they generally don't treat these battle royals as if it's like, hey, you get a headline the next pay per view. It's just you get a title shot probably two weeks on Dynamite. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Christian, he's had the upper hand on these guys pretty oh, yeah, much yeah, the yeah. entire time. I'm so, just playing devil's advocate because pretty much as soon as, as they said there was a battle royal, even before there, I get any idea that Christian's going to be in a match with Ricky Starks, I'm like, oh, Christian's winning this. <laughs> I, mean, any, I mean, any dude, look, anything is possible. What um, better way to show that you outwork everybody than being the first one in that battle royal? Well, I guess everybody's at the same time. Because um, it's not a Royal Rumble, it's a battle royal. So everybody comes, oh, no, they come out in, in, in waves. Do they? So he's in the first wave. I think you're right. He, yeah. he, he, Goes, you know, the whole length of the of the of the battle royal, outworks everybody and gets the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're speaking right of Christian, that. speaking of Christian, he kicked off uh, Dynamite tonight in a match against Matt Seidel. That was a pretty solid oh. Oh, match. Taz on commentary talking a lot of trash. What? Oh, I'm sorry. No, your your Zoom got wonky for me for a second. Uh, oh, sorry. But no, we get we got it all. T- uh, Taz on commentary talking some trash. Uh, <laughs> you want my Steve notes rundown on this match? I'm not gonna drop them here on on the show because they're kind of rude. Uh, but they're made to make people laugh. Uh, so uh, so yeah. What is there to be rude about? It was a fun match. Because I like to shit talk, Christian. I'm I'm all yeah, Team Taz, man. You know that. Yeah, I'll well, give you my I notes. think you're less here's, Team here's, Taz here's and more and more than you're you're less Team Taz and more not Team Christian. No, I'm Team Dude. I'm Team Taz. I am, I am absolutely Team Taz. I've been a fan of Ricky mm. Stark since like forever. Will Hobbs have been a fan of him forever. I love Taz. He cracks me up. Uh, okay, here's my notes. Here's, here's, here's my take on this match. Christian is gassed moments into the match. This is my Steve techniques. Uh, Seidel gets three on a sunset flip, but the ref says it's two. That was clearly three. Christian did not kick out of that on time. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Christian gets two on a spear, stealing his better partner's move. Seidel eats knees on a standing moonsault, attempting an unprettier. Uh, oh, sorry. Seidel eats knees on a standing moonsault attempt. Then an unprettier gets the brood's third best member three. Called the kill switch, first of all. Taz talks shit, calls out Christian and Seidel. Ricky Starks comes out, who's by the way, has the best theme music in all of wrestling. In all of AEW, sorry, all of AEW. Uh, Starks comes out, maybe, well, not, not including Judas. Uh, talk well, shit. Uh, I kind of feel like Hangman Pages is, is, is really good too. His is good, but it's very literal. It's just an interpretation of the old uh, 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 good, bad, and the ugly stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Team Taz attacks from behind. It was great because Seidel, Seidel was getting beat up by Hook down there on the floor. Hangman strolls out, hands his drink over to Starks. That's great. He's like, what the heck? What do you want me to do with this? And great. attacks uh, Team Taz. Cage, uh, uh, Brian Cage evades a buckshot and power bombs Hangman. Um, so yeah, all my all my confidence points on Hangman Page for that one, dude. Yeah, yeah, Page is totally winning that against Cage. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, we have a Varsity Blondes promo. Uh, Pillman says it's funny that the Young Bucks mentioned his dad um, because uh, he says his dad was the reason he stayed away from the business for a long time. And that was until he met the Young Bucks and they were they kind of showed him that, you know, uh, you could do things the right way in this business. Um, and then Griff Garrison tells a story about how he manned the Young Bucks merch table. I believe he said in 2016. He said 2018. 2018, okay. Which is insane because that feels like yesterday, and this dude's already on Dynamite. That's awesome. I know, you I know? know. He says he picked their brain some then, but these aren't the same Young Bucks. And then Pillman says, hey, we're not going to stop till we reach our destiny become AEW tag team champs. Yeah, this was the, the, this was a very you know uh, 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 young team giving a promo, and it felt like that, but it was very genuine, and I really liked it. It was. I thought it was. It good. was. I liked it. I liked it too. I yeah. liked it too quite a bit. Uh, after that, was this uh, the Mox and Kingston bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. they basically talk about be- beefing up their record in the rankings because the acclaimed are above them technically in the rankings, and they got to get up to the top to get the, the young bucks. There was some mention of super kick parties. And yeah. uh and yeah, they there's just some shit talk. These there guys was a cut it. too. There's a flash frame cut. cut. Did you notice that? Oh, I did not notice that. I did I not thought notice there that. was. I thought you it was you might really be quick. right. I was sort of like I was I was just walking back into the room with my dinner when this was happening. Uh, I like I like that Mox was saying, Hey Eddie, are they claimed any good? And he just kept saying, Well, they're rappers. <laughs> that is good. The rappers. Uh after that we had a video promo from the acclaimed and they shit talk Mox and Kingston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then, then we, we had, had match. We had that match. Mox is sticking with Wild Thing. It seems like, but it's the Major League movie, Major League version. That's what there uh, was a Wild difference. Thing. Okay, Ricky Vaughn uh, at the end of the movie uh, uh, comes out of the bullpen too. Oh. It wasn't the original version by the Trogs. I don't know who does this version, but it's uh, okay. Yeah, I thought I noticed a bit of a difference. That's funny. Uh, Max Castor does as usual freestyle in advance Ooh, of the match. Yeah. He makes a reference to. To Moxley's wife, Renee Paquette, giving him about, some oral uh, sessions. Yeah, she's in his DMs. Good for some oral sessions, yeah. and and then afterwards, I like Anthony Bowen says, "We just want to be on the podcast." And then Mox comes over and just decks him. Oh yeah, he comes and starts doing his thing, and right in the middle of uh, of him doing his thing, uh, Joe Warren says, "Wasn't that the version?" Uh, Onita would come out to, so maybe he came out to. And Art Fracture says the major league version of Wild really? Thing was by X, huh? So that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, as, so yeah, so that match, uh, you know, good stuff, physical stuff. Obviously, these guys are, are brawlers. Um, 
Let's see here. So the finish saw a uh, caster trying to do the thing with the with the boombox with the speaker mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Bowens, but Mox comes in, grabs it from him, whacks him on the head, gets rid of him when the ref is distracted, and then uh, Kingston gets uh, uh, Bowens up for a wheelbarrow assisted paradigm shift mm-hmm. uh, that gets three yep. and the win. The win. After that, we get a Jericho interview. Uh, Marvez is trying to get the scoop on uh, whether the inner circle will accept the Pinnacles challenge. Uh, Jericho says, you know, I appreciate you. Because he's, he's there talking to Dean Malenko. Jericho. Is. Yeah, that was so great. And he says, I appreciate you trying to get the scoop, Marvez. But you'll hear uh, our answer like everybody else later. He says, besides, you don't want to get the man of a thousand holds angry. And then Malenko says, Jericho, you still have four more than I do. And Jericho just goes, yeah, but I forgot a few. I love that. That was great. That was great. I love Dean Malenko. Um, after that, we had uh, an interview with uh, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Sky says basically Sting was his hero, but then he got owed. Uh, and then Page gets uh, Tony out of there, gets on the mic, calls out Darby, says uh, Page is going to be the final nail in his Kaufman. coffin. Darby attacks from behind as Sting comes out the entrance tunnel. Uh, Darby attacks Paige as Sting gets Sky in the Scorpion Deathlock. No, it escapes the Scorpion Deathlock. True. Scorpio Sky was tapping. Yep. And so Sky and Paige, they're walking up the ramp, and then Dark Order comes out both tunnels, the corner, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and they run off through the through the stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we get an MJF Pinnacle segment. They're at dinner. Uh, Wardlow is downing an entire bottle of wine. He finishes it once another. Sean Spears wants another drink too. Uh, MJF's talking about how uh, Jericho, you're real funny with your third grade humor, calling him the pineapple, uh, calling MJF, MJF his jerk off friend. Let's just douse them all in the bubbly. He says, uh, I hope Jericho, you laugh yourself silly because for the first time in your career, you're dealing with the guy who always gets the last laugh. Uh, Dax Harwood speaks up, says, you think it's enjoyable being up the inner circle every week? No, they should be out there chasing titles, cementing their legacy in AEW, but they can't because they have to deal with the inner circle. It says Jericho is making a mockery of wrestling. It says the stadium stampede match won't be a comedy thing. And at this point, Sean Spears is mad because he's not getting his drinks. So he grabs the waiter by the collar and Eesh. slams his head oh. on the table and goes, I wanted my drink. What a big jerk. Tully, Tully says, hey, chill out. Oh, buddy. Tosses the waiter like a, a stack of money. Says that should cover it. Uh, and MJF says if Jericho decides to do the stampede match, It'll be Inner Circle's last match because when you're the pinnacle, you're always where? On top. On top. On top. Uh, after that, we had Rebel. Is Was next the Rebel versus yeah. Sheeta match? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was some distractions here attempted by Britt Baker, which got Rebel the upper hand for a bit. But in the end, Sheeta tapped out Rebel pretty quickly. I did like that Sheeta, match. Sheeta got the rubber glove out and was going for a lockjaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. That was cool. But yeah, Sheeta, Sheeta wins, and then uh, as soon as Sheeta gets the W, uh, Britt's in there, uh, attacks Sheeta, uh, puts down her title, hits a curb stomp on Sheeta onto the belt, and holds up the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Kenny and Don. So was this, this was supposed to be last week, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Kenny and Don show up after last week's uh, Orange Cassidy pack match, and they basically try to convince him Orange Cassidy to give up his spot at Double or Nothing. They shoo away best friends, and they try to convince him to give up his spot at Double or Nothing. They offer him a contract for a title shot down the line. They're saying, we're just trying to protect you. You're going to get hurt. Uh, and Orange Cassidy takes a contract and he rips it up. 
very, very, slowly. very slowly. And I'm like, okay, we get the point. So uh, Kenny's well, about tried... to do it again. He's about to do it again. Yeah, you know, take get... the two halves and rip it again. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. We get we, the point. We, we get the point. So uh, Kenny tries a different approach. He's like, hey, you know that power bomb you took? This is a total lie. He says that was nothing special. That's just the level of talent at the top of AEW. Now imagine what happens when you take a one-winged angel. The damage could be worse. I could end your career, maybe even your life. And then Don offers up Orange Cassidy. He's like, here, I made another copy of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don Callis. His voice, his, his just general way of speaking cracks me up. I know. You I know? know. Here, I made another copy of it, so you just don't rip up that one. Um, here, take it to your family. Take it, to, you know, think about it. Sleep on it. Well, the great thing about the last year is that we figured out we don't have to deal with people in person. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, that's good, stuff. That uh, good stuff. After after that, we have an inner circle promo. Uh, everybody kind of takes their turns talking first to Ortiz. Uh, everybody's asking him what are they going to do about Pinnacle. He wants to fight. Sammy says, yeah, I'm on the same page. Uh, he calls Pinnacle nothing more than a bunch of clowns. Uh, Hager says, we don't have a choice because since the beginning, we've been saying that we're the baddest. If we don't accept, we're like the Pinnacles, cowards. Um, and Jericho says the, the bubbly bath was designed to get the pinnacle's attention because they had their heads up their ass. Uh, but he heard their challenge or double or nothing loud and clear. He was wondering if it's worth it. You know, he still wanted his blood and guts with worth it. So none of them will forget that night, especially him because he'll never be the same because of MJF He says Max hurt me bad. And I'm not talking about the physical pain. I'm not talking about the elbow. Uh, he says, but the mental image of being thrown off the cage is something I won't heal from. MJF scared my family. He scared everyone who watched the match. So was it worth it? He says it repeatedly. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? The only answer I have is when I think of the revenge I'm going to get. So then, yes, it is worth it. The inner circle's answer is yes for Stadium Stampede. If they can't beat Pinnacle after all they went through, they don't deserve to be together. So at Stadium Stampede, inner circle is coming for Pinnacle. Hell is coming for Pinnacle. They're going to dance all over their face and then piss all over their graves. Uh, After that... Uh, uh, Jade Cargill has an interview with Tony Schiavone but she's interrupted by lawyer Mark Sterling uh, and he's like hey all these managers coming up to you they want you to work for them I want to work for you the other way around and I want to help you take your brand to the next level he's like look at this this is two weeks in a row now you're in a stand up interview with Tony where's your sit down with JR (laughs) Tony gets so sad about that and uh, Jade says okay stop interrupting my interviews Goodbye. I'll think about it. It's yeah. like, what is that guy's deal? Yeah. He's going to end up being her manager. I know. It seems like it. It seems like it. Uh, next, this match was great. Red Velvet yeah, challenging. Really good. Serena Deeb for the NWA women's title. This match was fantastic. And uh, Serena Deeb, I guess they said she'd been out with uh, knee surgery, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and she comes come back with what? A new attitude. She comes out. As soon as that bell rings, she's just. Uh, hit Red Velvet with a bunch of strikes. Hits a twisting neck breaker. Uh, pretty soon after, goes after her uh, her legs. Hits a nasty, nasty dragon screw. Uh, when uh, Red Velvet has one of her legs in the ropes, uh, fought, and hits like a couple more. Uh, eventually, though, Red Velvet gets some offense in. Uh, Deep puts Red Velvet on top. Velvet elbows her off. Hits crossbody. Standing moonsault gets a two count. Uh, later on, Deeb's looking for a neck breaker off the apron. Velvet blocks that, pushes Deeb to the floor, hits a mood assault off the apron, uh, hits a kick in the ring, gets a two. Uh, Serena's looking for uh, Deep Talks, finish. 
Velvet counters that with a roll-up, gets a two-count, hits a great-looking Uranagi. She goes up to the top rope, goes for a moonsault. Deeb gets her knees up, hits a powerbomb, that gets her a two-count. Deeb locks on a Serenity Lock. Velvet gets near the ropes. Deeb brings her back towards the middle of the ring and kind of goes for a single-leg crab and then tries to transition to a figure four. Velvet rolls her up, gets a two. Uh, At the end, though, Serena Deeb hits a chop block. Uh, was about to put on the serenity lock, but rather than bending back on the half crab part of it first, she starts slamming Velvet's knee into the mat Yeesh. and then really cranks back on the half crab part of the serenity lock and Velvet, Red Velvet has to tap. But it was great. It was a really good match. Mm, good match, yeah. Solid. Uh, after that, we had a pack interview uh, where he just rants and raves into the camera and then punctuates it by saying, Mavez, what fool bets against the busted? It was good stuff. It was good. After that, we had Austin Gunn versus Anthony Agogo. Oh, man. This is a match of the night for me, man. So Austin <laughs> Gunn tries to come out on fire with drop kick, gets him in the corner, getting some body shots in. But like it's like it's like within minutes. Agogo punches him in the gut and blood sprays out onto Agogo. And he's like he's like looking at him, he's like, what? And then you see like Gunn, he can barely get his hand up on his chest, and like a streak of blood comes down on Agogo's chest. And the go-go is just eating it up. He's like, oh, you know. And uh, and so the ref is going to stop it, but he doesn't. And a go-go picks up. Oh, I'm sorry. And then, anyways, I think it, like, pops him up in the face or something. And yeah, he does. He's like a pop-up right hand. Yeah. decks him in the face. And he just – Austin Gunn was so good selling this because, yeah, oh, my God, job. it was, like, sickening. Uh, so he went down. And this was – I mean, I guess this was the Rocky Four moment. The first part, because Cody gets in and everybody rushes in and they freak out. And Gogo gets the American flag and he throws it towards kind of Cody. And he has to do an awkward like, oh, don't let it hit the ground. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Cody, of course, wearing that cheesy jacket. Uh, This is where JR was talking up that promo like before this. Um, And so. uh, So, yeah, I love this. I love this so much. They're really a Gogo's promos. I mean, I don't know really. I haven't really paid attention to like any of his actual. Re- I mean, has any of his matches gone past two minutes? Probably not, right? Like, I don't know if he's gonna how many. I mean, he's gonna be running the ropes all that much. There's gonna be dudes trying to avoid him yeah. punching him in the gut. I mean, he's he's the type of wrestler that should not be running the ropes. Like he Matt Riddle be. doesn't run the ropes. Right. Brock, Brock doesn't, doesn't, run, the doesn't the ropes. run the ropes. Right. Anthony Gogo shouldn't be running the ropes. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. You should. Everybody should just be trying to evade, trying to take him down, yep. maybe. Yep. You know, just evade those 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 hands because man, but he's got he's got the charisma, he's got the mystique, he's got he's the got look, the presence. Yeah, he yeah. definitely has the presence. I mean, honestly, the rest of the of the factory are just sort of this thrown together. Like you look Camarado out there, it's like why is that? That's a weird looking dude right there. And then Solo just looks like a normal indie wrestler guy. QT Marshall looks like a you know a bowler. And then you've got this stud, the governor. And even his his theme music is great. Yeah, it's pretty like good. Like his theme solid. music's pretty darn good. It was solid. I'm all in on a go go, but I just don't know if I'm gonna. I don't. I don't Cody's think gonna I, win. I don't. Yeah, Cody's I don't think I can put money on that. Cody's gonna win. Uh, next, we have a interview with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. So uh, Daniels is asked what the future holds for him. He kind of pushes the mic aside, goes and shakes Kazarian's hand, whispers something to him, and then leaves. So Kazarian says, "You know, I don't have words to explain or express what Daniels means to me." You know, Daniels could chart whatever path he wants, but I know the path that I'm on. He says, something was taken away from me, and I'm blaming the Young Bucks. I'm blaming Candy. I'm blaming the Good Brothers. I'm blaming Don Callis. I'm blaming the Elite for everything. 
So he says he's going to hunt down every member of the elite. He will have his recompense, or he will die trying. He says that's not a promise, that's not a threat, that's the gospel of Frankie Kazarian. So we got a rebirth of uh, the Bullet Club Hunter, essentially. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. I mean, he even mentioned, he says, you're looking at a loaded gun here. That's good. Yeah. Oh, man, he's going to get his own shirt with the Elite logo and then Hunter. I wonder if I still have my Bullet Club Hunter shirt. I might have it still. I'll have to look. Uh, next, Miro. shirt of some sort? I think so. I oh, do okay. still have my Jeff Jarrett Slapnut shirt somewhere. Oh, man. I, I've lost so many shirts. After that, we had a Miro interview. He says, first and foremost, I want to thank, thank Jesus for protecting me and for giving me strength and power so we could destroy everybody. And that is my talent. I can't, not, I can't talk crap about Miro this week. <laughs> that, that first line alone was great. That was so good. It was great. His crap talk to Lance Archer and Jake later on was great, too. He it says, was. that's not Darby's talent. He taught crap. And he took what he said. Uh, sorry, he took what Darby said couldn't be taken. His TNT title. He says, if someone has something that I want, it's done. Darby disrespected me, but I forgive him. So go home and make another one of your student videos. He <laughs> says, gritty, I'm champ. Said a gritty student video. Yes, gritty student that video. That's funny. right. He says, I'm the champ, and nobody's going to stop me. Next week, I'll give an opportunity for the TNT title. He's going to destroy them over and over again. This is when Lance Archer walks out. He tells Miro to shut up. Says he's the beast of all. He's the beast uh, of all. Leap back when he was still having a day to himself. Uh, says he and Cody fought for the first TNT title, and he'll be damned if he doesn't walk out double or nothing as champ. Says can't wait to build uh, to beat the hell out of each other. Says he's going to beat Miro, hold the title over his head, and make Miro his Bulgarian bitch. And Miro laughs he's like, "Oh, you don't think I've, I've heard that before? I've heard that before. You call yourself a monster, but you have this old man to hold you back." says, I won the TNT title, and nothing stopped me from getting it. If you bring Jake around, there's not going to be any kind of yoga that's going to save his life. Lance, you say everybody dies. I insist that you do it first. Yeah, it was really good. It was really, really damn good. It was really good. Yeah, Miro's great. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had our main event, the Varsity. Well, let's talk about this real quick. They announced this. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sting and Darby Allen are going to be in a match against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, which isn't that surprising. But it's a little bit surprising. It's not going to be a pre-filmed cinematic thing. It's going to be live in the ring. I think I actually figured this would be the case because it's a tag match. You can get away with that. I thought I said that last week. Maybe I just thought it. But, yeah, I figured that would be the case. I mean, you're going to have fans there. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Um, Sting being in the ring, it's a big deal. It's a really big it's deal. A, it's a massive deal, yeah. I just figured it was a foregone conclusion because it's a tag match, and all he has to do is a couple of spots here and there. I mean, that dude took a powerbomb from Brian Cage. He yeah, no, he has take to take a powerbomb here. He'll he'll do a couple spots, put Scorpio Sky in the Scorpion Deathlock, and Scorpio Sky will tap out. Exa- yeah, exactly, exactly. So you don't have to do, you know, it'd be like, or it'd be like a coffin drop and then the Scorpion Death Drop, yeah. um, or uh, Deathlock, rather. Uh, so, uh, so no, this is awesome. This is awesome for the fans there. It's great for Sting. It shows that he's not just going to do cinematic matches. Cinematic stuff. Well, I think he did an interview where he talked about that getting beat up, you know, between doing the spots and the long shooting hours of the cinematic match. It took him, like, longer to recuperate from that than he thought a match would. I'll be honest with you, man. Like, if you're going to do cinematic matches, use a damn body double. You know, it's a cinematic match. The, the idea is we get Sting in this form of entertainment and he's the guy there. He does. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be doing stuntman work. You no. know. No. I don't know. I would not. I would not have any issue whatsoever. 
Oh, I would. If they either. brought in a body, I kind of expected it. Same with that last thing, and as long as you don't do anything that's too ridiculous, that it makes it obvious that it's a stunt guy or it's a body double, then you can get away with it. You can leave people totally. wondering, "Oh man, wow!" You know, as long as it doesn't take you out of it. Exactly. I don't know. That's my take on it. Uh, then we get our main event: Varsity Blondes challenging the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Uh, Varsity Blondes start out really fast. They send the Young Bucks out of the ring with stereo drop kicks, and then they do the pose. Uh, and then uh, shortly thereafter, the blonde is isolate Matt until the young bucks just unleash a bunch of offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt sends Pillman Jr. to the ring. Nick gets tagged in. They kind of do an old school thing where Matt's holding Nick's hand so he can walk the ropes all the way to the, the next corner. And they hit double stomp on Pillman, hits a splash on Grizzly, on Griff. What's it, Grizzly? Griff Garrison. And then the uh, young bucks do their pose. Mm hmm. So, anyways, the Bucks are isolated. Pillman. Eventually, though, Pillman hits Nick with the crossbody off the top. Uh, gets the tag to Griff. Matt's in as well. Garrison goes on a run. Spears both the Young Bucks. They roll out of the ring. And he hits dive over the top rope. Uh, Griff Garrison is a pretty athletic dude. I think they said he was six four or something. He's like that. a tall dude and he's very athletic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Varsity Blondes get some offense in. Uh, they're looking for their finish. Nick breaks that up. Uh, Matt hits Pillman jr with the superplex uh brian pillman jr is isolated again for a while they're kicking his back over and over he kind of no sells it gets fired up does uh I, I think uh matt no nick's going for a super kick he catches it swings his leg over to kick matt then he super kicks nick uh goes for the pin matt breaks that up uh he puts pillman or matt puts pillman the sharpshooter uh pillman reaches for the rope uh nick sprays him with cold spray so Griff comes in and breaks up the sharpshooter. Nick super kicks him, is faking the injury on the apron like his, like he busted up his leg. So then Brandon Cutler can give Matt a can of cold spray. Uh, Julia Hart is, is there ringside. She's telling the ref he's got cold spray. And so while the ref's dealing with all that, Cutler throws another bottle of uh, or can of cold spray to Matt. Matt then sprays it uh, in Julia Hart's face. It was like point blank too. Yeah. So Pillman rolls up Matt, gets a two. Uh, Matt locks in a sharpshooter. Uh, Nick hits Pillman with a springboard X-Factor and then takes out Griff with a moonsault, and Pillman has to tap. Mm -hmm. Um, Afterwards, uh, Callus comes down. Young Bucks are celebrating on the turnbuckles. Brandon Cutler spraying him down with cold spray. Mox and Eddie just kind of like wander out to the ring. Brawl breaks out. Mox and Eddie chuck out the Bucks, and they steal, steal, steal their... uh, your Jordan Oof. ones, yeah, and then they it's made official. Young Bucks versus Mox and Eddie Kingston at double or nothing for the tag titles. Yep, yep, uh, yeah, solid, solid way to close the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this from uh, who is this? Hugh Long Heavy says Sting's body double should be Chessman. Chessman <laughs> actually kind of looks like a body double for Sting, kind of, yeah, and he looks like and he's Wolfpack Sting. He is um, I got the uh, Patreon thread up kind of late, but we do have a couple of questions, and I know okay, we have okay. probably plenty here in the Twitch chat. Yeah, uh, Cameron Bartolozzo says, "What are the chances Andrade attacks Omega after his match at Double or Nothing?" I would say not likely, but also it wouldn't shock me if that did happen. Um, I mean, Andrade, he might have a deal there in AAA, which would not preclude him necessarily mm-hmm. from showing up in AEW. Mm-hmm. So it's it's possible. It is possible. You know, if if AEW wants to try to make a 
Well, here's the thing, too. I kind of feel like Stadium Stampede is going to be the main event because it's going to be pre-taped. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. They're not. I doubt they're going to do that live. It's going to be pre-filmed. Um, so they have the show, and then they'll run Stadium Stampede at the end like they did last year. That's just my guess, though. So the I you know the title match might very well not close the show. I wonder what the okay are there going to be. No, you're right. It's probably going to be pre-taped. So I, I have a hard time believing. I could be wrong. They're going to have fans. They're, you know, they're promising full capacity. So if they sell the place out, they're not going to have five thousand people watching Stadium Stampede during the middle of the show, like a thirty-minute match. You know, because people might get wrestles. Yeah, but I don't know how that would. How that would. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'd want to say, "Hey, y'all get everything up until like the main event." I don't know. I, I don't know. I think there's there's probably a couple different philosophies there, um, but uh, but yeah. I mean that that wouldn't preclude Andrade from still doing. No, that. no, no. But I'm, I mean, I just, you know, like if if they want to save that kind of really impactful moment to close the show, Andrade coming out and, and stepping up to Omega, you know, that might can might get to a degree lost in the shuffle if that happens. But also you know, for the main event. But here's the thing, though. Also, given that, given that, I, I totally take your point. But given that it's for a match in a different promotion, if Andrade wasn't going to stick around in AEW, and this is simply them doing a solid for AAA, um, if Andrade attacks Kenny, then have to be a main event spot because it's just promotion for a different company. You know what I mean? No, I get that. It's also a match that's still three months out. So, and that's true as well. Uh, Roman Empire, Eddie Kingston giggling like a maniac while stealing the Young Bucks shoes and everything about their promos beforehand, even the obvious cut where they probably broke up and had to keep going on a second take. I thought that too. Oh, yeah. No, it was 100% because they, they yeah. broke each other. Yeah, I, I wish think, they would I think keep that stuff in there, to be honest. Mox, uh, he flubbed a word and then instantly corrected it. And then Eddie, like, oh, you know, he corrected it again for him. And it was right after that they had the cut. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. JTV only in relation to how the gimmick is portrayed is Max Caster the best wrestler rapper of all time. Uh, I don't know. I still would probably give it to in terms of within that context. Cena had some lines that just killed the audience. That just killed the audience. So I'd still probably give it. I mean, that's just the first guy that comes off the top of my head. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Let's say Cody pitched this feud with the Go-Go. Do you think Rocky IV inspired him? Certainly feels that way, doesn't it? It seems that way. Like he basically did the Apollo Creed angle tonight with Austin Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ, which of the released NXT talents from today do you want to see in AEW? Um, I mean, if they can sort of develop Vanessa Bourne and, or Jessamyn Duke in the same manner that they developed mm-hmm. uh, Ty Conti. Yeah. Them, you know. Yeah. I don't really know much about the other names. Alexander Wolf, I'd probably want to see back in. Well, I don't know. I don't really watch. I don't know. Alexander, wherever. If he shows up in AEW, I'd be cool with that. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Dog Authority figure. What other foreign heels from any promotion or era would Steve like to see Cody defeat after a go-go? Why just me? Open it up to Larson as well. Well, you're the one that's all into this storyline, so I'm sure that's why the question was directed to you. 
um, I'm trying to think if there's any other foreign heels that like I thought that was oh that's cool. Uh, you know I always I always actually did appreciate <clears throat> after the fact because I wasn't watching at the time, but how Bret Hart was a good guy in mm-hmm. Canada and a bad guy in the mm-hmm. U.S. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. It'd be Bret Hart. It'd be Bret Hart. There you go, Bret Hart. Uh, Roman Empire twist. Darby's being worked over as his partner is no showed, but coming in for the save late from his surgery is Robo Sting. Oh, perfect. Having become Robocop all these decades later to save his partner in order to compensate for his age and injuries tells Darby to keep the face paint that Robo walks off. I want to see. Uh, uh, he just turns the camera and says, Borden, and that's it. <laughs> I want to see Joel Kinnaman make an appearance as mm. the, the new Robocop. Better alive, you're coming with me. And then, like, now they de-pants the guys and he shoots off the penises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like from that grotesque yeah. fan film. If you guys haven't seen it, check out the RoboCop fan film where he shoots off a, ga- a bunch of people in the front area. Mm-hmm. It's really horrifying. It is. Uh, Jorge D. Taz wants to give Brian Cage a psychological edge over Christian so he has the best chance of winning at double or nothing. Uh, Taz doesn't know how to do this until he receives a tweet from Steve shit-talking Christian on Twitch. Mm. As DM Steve, if he wants to do a Christian rant on the pay-per-view, of course, Steve accepts immediately. Mm-hmm. What will your promo be in order to help Team Taz? I'd be Steve Techniques. You know, like Taz tries to get really technical with it. I get juvenile with mine. I get really petty, so it'd be Steve Techniques. All I'd, right. be like, I'd be like, look at his saggy butt. <laughs> 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 like he's got all so the Why are you so butt. blown up two minutes into your matches, huh? Yeah. Stuff like that. Look, look at him. He's a minute in and he's already sweating like a pig. What is that? Me out there? Look at that guy. <laughs> he looks like he needs a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, David Matushek. After seeing Mox come out to Wild Thing, what other licensed songs do you think AEW should get the rights to? Give me one wrestler and what. You know what? You're You're a huge Miro fan. Give me a, a theme that Miro can come Ooh. into. Um, this is the first thing that pops in my head. We'll do uh, Metallica's Seek and Destroy. Oh, there you go. Good, good. Um, I would go with... Uh, you pick a song for oh, yeah, a new me. theme for Team Taz. A new team. Oh, oh wow. Um... Uh, ask another. Go on. Let me think about this one. All right. All right. White Brownie says, uh, hypothetically speaking, if Dynamite were to ever go against SmackDown for one night, can you see AEW put on a better card? And also, which show would you watch? I'd watch the show that had the better card. If what? What was the question? If Dynamite were ever to go head to head against SmackDown for one night, can you see AEW put on a better card? And also, which show would you want to watch? I mean, AEW, I think, would basically do a pay-per-view light if that were the case, you know? If if AEW did, like, a special edition pay-per-view type show, then, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be the one that's probably of more interest. Um, if all things were equal, it'd be SmackDown because that's, like, one of my favorite shows right now. Um, do you think of Team Taz's theme yet? I, dude, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking so hardcore on this. I really am. Just keep on asking questions. 
All right, Tronin, uh, who do you think the mystery person will be in the Battle Royal? Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson? Uh, I mean, it hypothetically could be Brian Danielson because I think his contract just expired. Samoa Joe, he was released. Um, so there's 90-day no compete. I think I don't think he could show up anywhere till July. Who was it in our chat that said it's going to be the big show? Yeah. Because that's totally going to be the big show. It's totally going to be the big show. Uh, uh, Shane's birthday tweet, do you see Anthony overshadowing the rest of the faction becoming its new leader? The factory. I yeah. don't know how you deal with that. He shouldn't be in the faction. He should, as, once he's done beating up Cody, he should gut punch everybody in that faction mm-hmm. and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> These are all ridiculous. Uh, Dark Shadow Zakes is not sure if you answered this because I just tuned back in, but can you already feel the goosebumps as a sold out double or nothing crowd sings Wild Thing when Mox and Kingston make their way to the ring? Oh, man. It'll be great. This could be like the end of Major League. <laughs> the whole stadium singing Wild Thing. You love that. I've seen Major League a lot. I can tell. I'm not, uh, I don't Duck think I've Man seen it. Really? Yeah. Duckman says Miro's theme could be Slayer's Raining Blood. Uh I feel like that's too like cool. I need something that's kind of dorky. For Miro or for Team Taz? Oh, I'm talking about Team Taz, sorry. Were they talking about Miro? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh Jonathan with Joe and Brian being free agents, could Chris Daniels turn heel and lead a link uh, Ring of Honor uh Legends invasion on AEW? Uh, that'd be cool. I actually kind of like that idea. I think that'd be mm-hmm. cool. That'd be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think Daniel's going to do? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay, I'm going to say Team Taz's theme should be minor threats, minor threat. Because they're kind of a minor threat. That's true. <laughs> they're not a major threat. They're not going to be challenging for any big titles anytime soon. They have no, no, they have their title. They have their title. It's the FTW title. And it's like never defended, so they can keep no. it in the family. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be minor threats, minor threat. There you I go. am a minor threat. Uh, let's see here. Any other questions? Any last questions? Any last questions here? Uh, <laughs> a team. Jonathan says the A team. That's okay. Dun, you win. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. And like, but like, there's also a track like they do that, but then like, there's Taz. Like in the backing vocals, dun, 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 he does dun, the voiceover dun. that that precedes the yes, scene. They have in the opening yes, credits of the exactly. show, but it's, it's just tailored for Team Taz. Hey, we're a bunch of soldiers of fortune. We're all Vietnam vets. What? You'd have to be like in your fifties or sixties at this point. <laughs> the A Team theme. That's the answer. But I still don't like you, Jonathan. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, 
live power rank, Vintage 10 for the wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.